0: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sunjog All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sun All. All.
1: Very good morning, and welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTRLive, and look for the show as hashtag Mobility. Today's topic is Arkansas Easier Path to Financial Aid, a case study in mobility. And our guests for today's show are Claire Bailey, who's the director of the Arkansas Department of Information Systems and also is the Arkansas Chief Technology Officer. Good morning, Claire. How are you?
2: Good morning. I'm doing great.
1: So, uh, everything going well? Work life, family?
2: Work-life family is wonderful. We're in the middle of our legislative session, so it's exciting times here at the Capitol. And uh, Shane and I are both spending time having fun working with the state legislators and our executive team.
1: Great. Good for you. And then we also have Shane Broadway, who's the interim director uh of the Arkansas Department of Higher Education. Good morning, Shane. How are you?
3: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. Having fun yet? Uh <laughs> Well, Claire talked about the session. I'm I, I'm a former legislator. I'm not sure I would ever call a legislative session fun, uh, <laughs> but, but but certainly uh, interesting. I think maybe a better term uh, for me. But uh, but it is uh, definitely a busy time of year around the Capitol. A lots going on, but it it is kind of exciting. You know, just the process. So uh, it, it's going well.
1: Very good. Now, what we picked up today is a case study we wanted to cover on mobility. And as we discussed with uh, Arkansas' uh, technology department and also uh, with the health, uh, with, with the education department, we figured that this is something which is where actual value was created. But let's look at the way the journey went. And the first question to set the stage, Claire, I'd like to ask you that given where we stand with the financial aid overall. It almost looks like an endemic problem when they are not getting financial aid or it's difficult for them. How bad is the situation and or was the situation which prompted that something really should be done about it?
2: Well, from our perspective, we are constantly looking at ways to help our agencies get the message out and have an ease of use for a transaction. And Shane can speak to what he saw from how many students were not taking full advantage of the grants and applications and loans are available to them, And also we were focusing on how do we improve the college graduation rate, not only for the four-year traditional institutions, but our technical colleges and ensuring that we created the workforce needed to bring more jobs and improve economic development for Arkansas.
1: So, Shane, uh, would you like to give us a background on, on what's happening in this uh, education world and uh, with respect to student aid?
3: Yeah, a lot of what happened, and, and the great thing about Arkansas is that that we do have uh, a great team of people who work together, and that's where Claire and her team and and, and everyone it works very well together when an idea is presented. And instead of, oh, we can't do that, is all right, let's make it happen. And, and that really is the the testament of this story is uh, an idea and everybody working together to make it happen to provide more opportunity. Arkansas students. Really two things happened. Uh, Arkansans approved uh, back a few years ago the creation of a lottery Uh, and the proceeds from that lottery were to fund uh, scholarships for students to attend Arkansas institutions. In the implementation of that the first thing that occurred was in the old days everything was paper and pencil. When a student wanted to apply uh, they would submit an application for one program because that's all they knew about. But there, there are about 20 other programs that we administer as an agency. And so we decided uh, with the age of technology that we needed to get away from that and go to uh, a more, you know, streamlined process for students and their parents. And so uh, with the help of Claire and, and her team, we created the U universal application <laughs> where they went online uh, and began their application process, and that not only told them, not only streamlined the process, but it also told them what other programs they were eligible for. So now students were learning about being eligible for more financial aid programs than they had ever had uh, opportunity to apply for before. The second thing, and this began when I came down to, um, to the department, obviously our uh, demographic that we're trying to reach is a younger demographic, uh, students, and we know uh, by all the research that we had done that uh, students are mobile, and most of their communication is on is in their hand, uh, in in the form of a phone. So we sat down, I sat down with my staff, and said, you know, the legislature was wanting to make sure that all students had access to be able to apply, and so we talked about what ways could. Enhance that even more than what we had already done, and that's where the idea for the app came up. And so that, that's kind of where that whole process started was looking for ways to enhance and, and create more opportunities for our students and parents to access the information they needed.
1: Now, the way this all came about, and thanks, Shane, for sharing this background. Now, this is not the, the challenge that which only Arkansas is facing. What was so different in the way it was presented to uh, the stakeholders that it actually got funded, given that money doesn't come easy in any government department? Well, Shane, I, you, you want know, to take this? Yeah. I, I'll start
3: with it. Um, I think it was just we saw it as an investment uh, in terms of utilizing tax dollars uh, to maximum benefit, that you've got to be more creative uh, in terms of how you reach the constituents that you're trying to reach. And you've got to be able to uh, expand your horizons and your opportunities to what your market is utilizing. And, and we know uh, that students are taking those phones and using those phones. I mean, it's gone from just when I've been at the department, uh, us communicating with them by email to them wanting us to communicate by text. Uh, and so with all of the social media and all of these other uh, avenues that have come around, it's incumbent, I think, on uh, those who are providing services to its citizens uh, to reach them in more than just one way. And so we really didn't, we really didn't have, uh, you know, we looked at it in terms of our marketing budget, uh, in terms of, you know, what we needed to spend to create it and working with Claire's team, uh, we saw it as a justifiable, uh, expense, which really at the end of the day, uh, was not that expensive.
1: So, Claire, looking at in your camp, I'm sure you're a proud recipient of a lot of bright and great ideas which can actually create value. But if you started taking everything on, then, of course, many other things would not happen. So in terms of the way you prioritize different projects and this one came along, how did you say or how did you determine that, okay, this is what we will really put due emphasis on and the funding is available, so let's do it?
2: Well, in our state, we actually um, do a periodic state technology plan, and we try to align that state technology issues and initiatives to the business drivers for our state. And we start out with our governor's vision that he gives us each, every each year with the State of the State address, and then as agency directors, which Shane and I both are, we uh, work directly for our governor, we align our technology drivers to those business drivers, and that's, that's a key success factor. Education and economic development are two of our top priorities, as well as increasing operational efficiency. So once we get that balanced workload, I have two areas of responsibility. One is operations and making sure the computers run, the network is up, connectivity is always there, and public safety. But I also sit on the Information Network of Arkansas board. In this example, that uh, Our Arkansas.gov team was extremely well-qualified to be ready. We'd been focusing on mobile applications, and they'd done our state portal for many years. So as a board member, I worked with other members to say, this is a critical priority. Let's make sure we have it staffed, and met- let's make a home run with this one, because it impacts so many Arkansans' lives.
1: That's a great uh, background and, and a great, uh, basically, value proposition for you to take this up. Now now that it is supposed to be looking at the journey, it, you've made a, a business case for this to be done. Now, who all had to come together in order for this to become really a reality? Yes, uh, Shane, you and, and uh, Claire, you had, had agreed upon this, and even the stake other stakeholders agreed upon. What's the next step? What did you do next? Claire?
2: So what we did was we make sure we have technical technical teams that are very agile that they can work extremely closely with the users and be ready to understand those requirements, plus use their imagination and artistic capabilities to make that application really meet the needs, be easy, usable, and then be ready to go when our customers have that expectation for a successful installation day. So we try to drive not only for this application but for any to ensure that we're meeting the needs, getting those user requirements defined and then that we make the appropriate choice of technology platforms for the application Every, almost everyone can relate to having a child ready to go to college or trying if you personally want to go out and find some grants and loans and scholarships available for you to return to college so it was a very uh, great team effort and Not only did it take the technical team, but it took the business team from across a very diverse background, multiple colleges and universities.
1: Now, when we look at any initiative and uh, from your science standpoint, Shane, and of course, from your standpoint, Claire, the KPIs and end goals have to be very clearly defined so that you can eventually say thumbs up or thumbs down to an initiative. So, Shane, starting with you. What were your KPIs? What were your measures of success if this really is going to work? And if yes, what would you like to see happen in a very, you know, bulleted fashion, if you will?
3: Well, I'll tell you the truth. And in my opinion, if if just one student uh, had better access to an opportunity to apply for financial aid, then it was well worth it Uh, because just changing that one life uh, for the better, giving them an opportunity for a college education, uh you can't put a price tag on. Uh and so I, I in in some ways you have to look at those. Certainly you have to do that that benefit analysis and and, and make sure that you're being wise with uh, with the taxpayer's dollars, but uh you also also have to look at it from the standpoint of uh, of the value return that you can't put uh, a dollar figure on in terms of those who you're trying to serve. And so uh you know, but certainly we wanted to uh we we knew we were going to have to market uh, and get it out there, the information utilizing uh, paid media, free media, uh, anything that we could get to get the word out there. Uh, we certainly wanted to, and we were doing this uh, in the middle of, uh, of the application process. It starts in January, and we launched uh, it, it kind of in the middle uh, of the process, but it kind of gave us another chance to reemphasize to uh, to students the need to apply for financial aid. So uh, we obviously wanted to see, uh, you know, students taking advantage of it, parents taking advantage of it, because not only could they initially apply, but they could check on their account. Uh, and that's one key is uh, sometimes a student will transfer colleges or they will put in a college where they think they're going to go, and then they will change their mind, and we need them to update that account. And so having it right there in the palm of their hands, they can do that really quickly. Or we need them to check on, uh, you know, the requirements to maintain the scholarship. So they can check that, you know, hit the app and go straight to those requirements. And so, you know, we wanted to to get it out there and try to get as many, uh, you know, end users as possible. Uh, But like I said, uh, if there was just one and it made a difference, uh, then it was well worth it.
1: Now, that's, that's great uh, that uh, Shane was able to give it a qualitative measure for its success. And uh, while it may make relatively the job easier for you, Claire, but internally, would you have any quantitative measure of if this was done right, then this is what in, in, in numbers or hard dollars or whatever form of quantitative measure we can put on it would be the, the result that we will get? And if not, then we would have a threshold and we will come come below that threshold. Did Was something that was put in place uh, in terms of a benchmark and a KPI or measures of success? But before you share that, your, your response, let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and, and listen to uh, what Claire has to say.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
5: Take control of eDiscovery with flexible integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry-leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. you are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Joke All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All.
1: Welcome back. So, Claire, uh, what would be the KPIs, measure of success, and threshold that you would have set as a bar for your team to say, we got to ace this and we have to deliver value? And if it is not going in the right direction, that we should know it's not going right.
2: So, what we do across the enterprise is we put in measurement tools to tell us when we launch a new application, not only um, how many times is it being executed, but what types of devices are utilizing the service? Do we is it being used at all? And that's always a scary thing when you're launching a new public service, and maybe people just don't want to go to it. And what we saw was a tremendous growth, and I think the best performance indicator was when we launched the scholarship. Uh, application that we had such a tremendous response to it that Shane had to bring in extra help to be able to process and notify everyone and had to actually go out and recruit people and Shane may speak to it best, there may have been even some volunteers to go read these applications and make sure that we were responding back. That first year we knew it would be successful, and we put in the monitoring tools so the application and the capacity of the services would be met, but Shane may want to talk a little bit about the people he had to bring in to make sure we processed in the deadline.
3: Well, Shane. if you think back back to it, before uh, this all began, we had about 8,000 students uh, on scholarship, and then overnight you went to over 30,000 uh, in just a matter of a few months, and I cannot imagine without the technology that was implemented, uh it took a long time to process. We had to bring in temporary staff, we had to bring in retired school counselors who could look at transcripts. Uh it, it was a very long process because it was the first year. I, I've sat back and thought many times, had we not had the U Universal application, we were probably we would probably still be processing. Uh, those applications from three years ago. Uh, so, <laughs> even though we did have to bring in extra help and and people to help us push through that first year, uh, we learned a lot of lessons. And the second year of processing, we only had to use temporary staff. And then this year, this past year, uh, we didn't have to bring temporary staff at all. Our our own financial aid staff were able to to manage the processes. So, you know. It takes time uh, with technology uh, and in terms of getting it implemented, get every, getting everyone up to speed. But we see now going forward where we're going to be able to save money uh, and put that back into the fund uh, for students and scholarships instead of having to do administrative costs.
1: So, Shane, hindsight is twenty twenty, and now that you can go and, and really uh... – talk to people and see what successes we got and everybody's happy. Looking back, do you see any roadblocks or any concerns or any frustrations and uh, water cooler conversations that may have started which uh, at the onset of this uh, initiative, you would have seen as the roadblocks which would kind of hold it back or there were some roadblocks that you had to get over from a business standpoint?
3: Oh, I think time is always one. <laughs> we were dealing with uh, you know, a lottery starting up and us starting to take applications, uh, a lot of frustrations because it was new to people in terms of the technology and understanding how the applications worked. Uh, it, you know, it takes some time before sometimes people trust, you know, we, they, would, they would set up an account, but they would still call to make sure uh, that it was set up. And so it takes some time for the buy-in to trust that the system is working and making sure that they're not going to miss, uh, you know, their opportunity for a scholarship just because they use this new way, uh, of applying. So I think time and patience, uh, from, from our standpoint, uh, you, you have to yield to the experts in terms of how they go about setting these things up. Uh, ensuring that the technology is right, ensuring that all the systems are going to work. I'm certainly no expert in that, and that's why we're blessed and fortunate to have Claire's team and and everybody who does, you know, who who understands that. Um, I think you just have to be patient and, and walk them through and help them to understand, here's the calls we're going to get, here's the email we're going to get, here's what legislators are going to get from a constituent, and try to figure out how you work through that process. So it is a continual conversation, uh, one that you requires a lot of meetings and, and taking down those issues and everybody just figuring out what those problems are and identifying them one by one and walking through how you solve that problem. Uh, so it's really, it truly really is, it, it has to be a team effort, has to be a lot of communication and coordination uh, or else you'll never be able to pull it off.
1: So, Claire, in terms of mobility, what what was the state of maturity that you saw in your organization with respect to mobility and, of course, the way it was adopted across the state before you took on this initiative? Because there could be too many moving parts and there is something new that you might be dealing with. So how much of haziness and or gray areas that you had to deal with when you were trying to help set expectation for Shane and his group and then have them hold their patience and also dealing with this new mobility uh, space altogether.
2: So we were fortunate by the time we launched this application, we had kind of gone through the ringer, so to speak, on a couple of different applications first. And mobility in our platforms are constantly evolving. We actually try to trend and study which platform is going to work best, do we have to develop specifically for the iOS platform, specifically for the droid, or can we use a more responsive design that notify that as you access a site that it says, okay, they're coming from their mobile device. So we had gotten our feet wet on an Arkansas game and Fish application first that was tremendously successful, and that helped ease the way for us to be very agile in the, the deployment of this application. You can always tell when you get that dream team together because it's not only the technical team that you have in place, but it's also working very closely with the business leaders and in this case with our higher education group. We had to take data from across multiple platforms, we had to work very closely with colleges and universities and with Shane's leadership that eased that effort. Then the other side to it is more globally for, I think, our world is how we continually increase the access through wireless access points for ensuring we have appropriate broadband for maximizing wireless technology that we have in place for our mobile applications. And Arkansas leads with 35% of our households, and again, we study those trends so that we make sure we're moving ahead as our citizenry is, 35% of our our households are wireless only. They don't have the traditional wired telephone sets. They only are using that mobile device. So as we study those trends and look at the demographics of the society that we serve, we want to make sure the technology is in place. So regardless of device, whether you're at a library coming in through a traditional web uh, interface or you're using your mobile device directly from your home, that we have that in place for everyone across the state. And that's that can be very challenging at times but also it's something that we know we need to do not only for education but for economic development.
1: So, uh, Claire, when you mentioned about mobility already being there, I'm I'm sure that if this was the first project, and since we're talking about mobility also as an area which you had to develop competency in, how did you make that job easier for you starting from the first project? Yes, this was a success, but it had uh, the basis or the foundation created because you must have done certain things right and may may have made certain mistakes in that whole process of bringing mobility and making it a no-brainer for your department to take on other projects.
2: So, again, we work in this in this arena. The group that leads mobility is the Information Network of Arkansas, and I provide guidance and leadership and strategy to that group as being a board member. And through that board position that I hold, we work very closely with the – it's a public-private partnership. And I get to uh, – be very demanding and aggressive in ensuring that we are bringing the right people and the right tools to do that job. The the other side of technology is finding those resources that are that next generation of programmers that are hard to find, not only in our state but across the nation. and, And other people across the world may be hitting that same trend for finding and recruiting that talent because the mobile application environment is ever-changing. You've got multiple platforms that you can use and you can have a tool of choice. So one of our things that we've done is try to, to create a very good work environment to be able to encourage that Out of the box thinking and what can we do next and bringing that excitement plus bringing recognition to the team has helped us greatly. We actually, our portal overall and Universal was very instrumental in helping us achieve this level was recognized in 2011 as best of web. That means across the states and US territories we had one of the best and top most used and Respected website in the United States, and we'd worked to achieve that goal across the years. That recognition in itself champions and encourages that inspirational effort to be to continue to search out for excellence and to continue to to improve the services that we deliver and think of new ways that we can use mobility and technology in partner with our business leaders to improve the delivery of service to our Kansans. Now,
1: Shane, do you think when this was offered, yes, on one side, you saw that there is definitely value getting created by more people getting financial aid. And at the same time, there could be some uncertainty with respect to whether somebody going to adopt it or not. Yes, you were lucky that you were doing it for young generation who have been, you know, living with mobile devices all this while. Right. But then you got other people who are Kind of, uh, you know, totally unaware on what is happening, and maybe they take a long, they have a longer learning curve, and then there could be security issues. Somebody would come to you and say, uh, "You are going to be putting all their personally identifiable information on on a mobile device. Anyone can walk away with it, and and we could be held liable." Did these kind of uh, concerns occur? Uh, were these discussed at your business level or your stakeholder level? And how were they actually handled by the technology counterparts so that you could sleep at night?
3: Well, I may, I uh, will probably have to yield to some of this on, uh, with Claire, but yes, they certainly were. Uh, our first and first and foremost uh, concern is always the safety and security of protecting the identity of, of those who apply uh, and in complying with FERPA, we have to we had to comply with federal law in regards to student privacy. So. That is first and foremost on our mind is ensuring the safety and security. Uh, But, you know, trying to – we have different avenues uh, by which we have tried to reach uh, the different segments of of our citizens that we're trying to reach to get the word out. Uh, And so, you know, it it has to be that the mobility piece is is just one piece of a greater – Uh, You know several different other pieces which which may include TV advertising radio advertising print uh, Trying to reach people in in a variety of uh, of different ways, and so I think it has to be part of an overall strategy Uh, And and this is an important part uh, because you're trying to reach uh, And for us, I mean we really have turned a lot of our attention to social media because that is where our end user is a student and we know uh, that, that they're upwardly mobile and, and, and they get everything by Facebook, Twitter, and, and Pinterest and, and all these other aspects. And we've got to, to stay up with them because they're our client. And so, but we, we do look, uh, you know, to ensure that everyone, uh, if they have that mobility or not, uh, has access uh, to the financial aid system. And, but working with the team, uh, we were able to, I think, ensure of any concerns uh, in regards to safety and security.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Claire would love to get your input on how the whole mobile infrastructure, the policies, the the way the funding is done for incremental refinement and improvement has been put in place in order for you to get the most out of it. And and to what degree is it already? Uh, at a mature stage so that anything that you've done with the financial aid application as well as what you're going to do going forward is going to be a no-brainer from an infrastructure and continuity and making it pervasive. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
5: Take control of eDiscovery with flexible, integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together, as well as with other industry-leading tools, to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment, with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at one 472 5790 That number again is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. 472 5790 Now, back to the show. Here's Sun joke All.
1: Welcome back. So, Claire, given that we are uh, looking at mobility and its infrastructure, its adoption, and its refinement and innovation in that space, how – what all is being done and what is your journey in terms of putting mobility in place? Have you uh, you got every person who's required to make this happen in the team? Uh, you've outsourced some portions and then while, all along the way you've set it up, are you not comfortable and can you sleep at night with, with its continuity, the fact that it's pervasive, the fact that
2: it's secure? Uh, that's an explanation. I could talk for probably three hours just on that one, (laughs) on that one question. I think what, from a lessons learned and looking backward perspective, we've learned a tremendous amount. When you get excited about mobility, your first thing that you want to do is you get is developers say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna develop for Droid and I'm gonna develop for iOS and they have a wonderful success like we had on this application. And then all of a sudden the floodgates open. Everybody wants to get a mobile application. Everybody wants it to have their look and feel. And so we had to back up because we had to start ensuring that we had established standards and there entered our approach to do responsive design. Then I ask the hard question of the team, because we we have the public-private partnership, and this group actually reports up to a different organization that is a private group. And I ask the team, okay, now that we've got this platform in place, how are we going to keep up with this demand? And are you telling me that every generation of device might have a special configuration? How do you make sure that what we develop works ubiquitously, I should probably not try to use that word this early in the morning, but how does it work across all devices, and how do we ensure that we're meeting the design features meant for the new devices, and then now we throw in Windows 8. So we actually had made a couple of false starts even though we had success with our environments, we needed to establish standards. I have a group of programmers here at the Department of Information Systems, and their mobile application development, the customers may not have been as forward-thinking as Shane to say, we need to go and ensure that we're using mobility, that when we do this, it's not just the traditional site, and that we're constantly monitoring. So with that type of approach, we've learned a lot. We've tried to implement some common infrastructure, and I'm still trying to break down those barriers because we de- we want to have an enterprise approach. We don't want one group using one language, another group using another language or platform. And then how do we share this great success and make sure that we're not recreating processes or programs that do the same thing time and time again and create a, a load of maintenance efforts so that you have to retain skills in different development tools, skills, and different application and background knowledge. How can we have a shared resource area? And that's what we're working on right now from a policy and standards perspective. I'm, I'm really strong on, I, I tease a lot because I am a shopper and I love online shopping, and I've used this example across multiple state entities or, or departments, as we call them, to say when I go in from a shoe department to a dress department to a makeup department on the Dillard's which is corporate headquartered here in Little Rock, a shopping site and a great department store. When I go there, I don't get a different look and feel because now I'm in shoes or now I'm in clothes. So how, how do we use that common look and feel so you know you're, you're working for, or you're working to find information about the state of Arkansas, but it's seamless to the user. Universal did a beautiful job of this. You're going across multiple colleges, universities, two-year institutions of higher education. And so it's seamless Though the end user doesn't have to know which place to go to. The application handles that for them. And that's a continual process of making sure that we're working together, we're bridging across the different environments, and that it's seamless to that end user. They just know that they're looking for a college and they're trying to find loans, grants, and the application process made easier.
1: Now, Shane, if you were to look uh, at the type of adoption that you wanted, yes, you wanted the students who had a natural affinity towards mobile devices, as we discussed earlier, so they adopted it. Did you have to, as part of the ecosystem, also get some of the baby boomers, the Gen X and the Gen Ys, who would not be as, as, as connected to the mobile world yet, To have them adopted, did you have to use your management skills or you just let it drift and and basically the success at the consumer level automatically led itself to get a pervasive adoption across the board?
3: Well, I I think the first thing I had to do, you know, is convince uh, those who do not necessarily or at the time when we were doing it did not understand, you know, why would you do an app? Uh, first of all you had to explain to some what 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 is an app <laughs> uh, and so you, you've got to do internally just some explanation that you know this is this is the wave of where everything is going and you've got to be open because you can tend to we, we tend to stay in our silos and operate uh, the way that things have always operated because we tend to think that it's always worked and that's not necessarily the case I think, uh, you know, my style, and I know Claire's as well, you, you've got to be open to new things. Uh, you, you've got to, uh, look for ways in which you can serve, uh, the people you're serving better. And you, you've got to be open to, even though it's a little out of your, your comfort zone, uh, you, you've got to be able to think outside that box and, uh, and convince people that this is, uh, you know, where things are headed. And, you know, so, we had to do some explanation, you know, to our, our board, uh, which is um, a, a little bit older than the students that we're serving uh, in terms of here's, you know, what our plan is and here's why we're doing it. Uh, and so, but, you know, the thing I'm finding is, is more and more, um, you know, of, a, of the older generation are, you know, are adopting technology and, and adopting uh, applications and apps and, and those kind of thing. I, I've been really surprised just to see you know just in places I go and people I visit with in terms of the adaptation of to technology because they you know they see it it makes their life a whole lot simpler uh, and so but I, I was worried about that in terms of, of how you how you're going to explain uh this you know to to those who may not understand the reason or rationale for it but but I think when when you talk about it, you've got to talk about who your end user is, and that is, for us, is the student. And so uh, we were able to, to show, you know, and make the case that this is what our end user is using, and this is how you've got to, to market uh, to that end user. And, you know, the other thing that this whole process has done uh, has given us ample opportunities because of the technology to work with, different groups to ensure that students are applying, because that's one of the biggest concerns the legislature had was, we've we've got these proceeds out here for scholarships. How do we ensure that that all of the students who are are able to accept them are applying? And so, utilizing the technology, we're able to send this information to all of the school counselors uh, in every high school in Arkansas, and so every school counselor knows which of their students have applied and which of their students have not applied. Uh, we're also able to communicate directly to just the seniors uh, for their applicant to, to get them to apply uh, because of the improvements in technology. So uh, we believe we're able to target our, our market. Uh, we're able to, to use our resources more wisely uh, because of, of technology.
1: Now, do you think, Claire, looking at the way uh, what Shane and his group did in terms of getting it, the adoption done and the way you supported them, would you have done anything differently to make sure that they are able to get up to speed much more timely? Do you think there has to be a closer cradling and or hand-holding required from technology group coming to the business side and say, look, this is how it is done, or you just kind of let that adoption happen organically?
2: It did happen organically, but in retrospect, um, I have really driven to be more involved in how we are ensuring that our portal and our mobile applications are in that highly available infrastructure. The, the infrastructure to me can be the weakest link plus capacity to meet the demand, so We had a a failure back in October because we've had such an explosive growth in the utilization of mobile payments for tax services. And when that occurred, because we'd been humming along, had a lot of positives, a lot of different things, I realized that I can't ever take my eye off that target of ensuring that we've got the appropriate capacity, that it's got highly available failover technology in place, and that we're out there projecting that growth and staying ahead of the demand. I've got some numbers that may come up a little bit later in our questioning, but what we saw was when I'm looking at a graph that showed the trend that we saw a 400% growth in online in applications in the first year of the online service. Four hundred percent, so when people go into the mobile environment, one of the things that I would recommend just looking back and now looking twenty twenty that <laughs> you really focus on ensuring you have that infrastructure and capacity in place to handle that explosive growth so that's that's one of my lessons learned and then I've incorporated that as we take more and more applications forward for to meet business needs in cross checking double checking triple-checking to ensure that the technical team is aware of that demand. And it's not just your normal business hours. It's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year.
1: Uh, let's take a quick break, listeners. When we come back, Shane, like to pose this question that as this was developing and as you had to set expectations with your stakeholders and have them uh, also hold patience as you had promised them something and uh, there was a waiting game, What would you have liked to see happen differently, more and better in terms of how technology was able to support you so that there is a message for all folks who are leading technology so that they can do a better job when business stakeholders are expecting something and and they are able to meet expectations with their higher-ups. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
5: Take control of eDiscovery with flexible, integrated solutions designed for early data assessment, processing, document review, and litigation presentation. LexisNexis offers comprehensive solutions that work together as well as with other industry leading tools to help you maintain a seamless chain of custody throughout discovery. Most of these solutions can be offered in a hosted environment with access to fully customizable support resources dedicated to your success.
0: business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All.
1: Welcome back. So, uh, Shane, would you say you would have any uh, constructive feedback for any technology department which wants to work with the business department in the way this whole journey happened?
3: Well, I think, it, first of all, you've got to have leadership uh, that is willing to uh, to expand its horizons, uh, who's willing to support uh, these different types of ideas. And I think you've got to have a team uh, that is interested in working together, no matter who gets the credit. Uh, you know, we, we have been honored to receive uh, several awards for the, for the work that's been done, and, and, and I've always been quick to explain, you know, who did the work, you know, somebody We had the idea. They made it, they made it work. It's a team effort. So, you know, that, that's my, my words of wisdom because it it really, at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning, it really boils down to serving those students, uh, giving them access to an opportunity for a higher education. That was our premise. Uh, and that's what we were looking for and technology, uh, has provided, provided us that opportunity. Arkansas is a very rural state and we have many areas that are not served by internet. In terms of connectivity, uh, on a broad scale, at home for many of our students, but what we have found is most of them do have it via phone, and so what we have been able to do is transform uh, the opportunity for many in our state, especially in our poor rural uh, areas, that gives them at, that access uh, to an opportunity for a higher education. So, uh, you know, I, I think it really begins with the leadership. Uh, and that's, for us, that stems from our governor uh, and, and his directive in terms of agencies working together uh, to be creative, to understand that the taxpayers are footing the bill, uh, but look for ways in which you can serve the public better.
1: Now, Claire, we always, whenever we look at mobility, it seems like that building an app is sometimes turns out to be the simplest uh, piece of the puzzle to fit in. More is when you have to integrate data, you got to have people authenticated across multiple systems and then you have to integrate across with federal or state, maybe in your context. What is it that was the the most challenging part behind the scenes, which you had to handle and had challenges with and what, what was done about that?
2: I think our unchartered territory here was, it was our first mobile app that would actually work with the federal federal application process for student financial aid, FAFSA, for uh, that acronym. And so because that was unchartered, we had to figure that part out, we had to make sure that it worked, and we met all the security requirements. Security is an ongoing issue for everyone in the world and when you introduce mobile applications, again, that's another level of defense and depth that you have to be prepared for, not only on the application side, but on the personal device side. So we are constantly aware and monitoring and looking at ways to improve the security aspects and to build that into the application. And I think that maturity model will increase The as the market catches up a little bit to that mobile environment. But we're looking for tools and services and all types of business processes and standards to ensure that we're doing everything we can to keep that information very private, very secure, yet at the same time have a pleasurable user experience because you can't overcomplicate everything and then work very closely closely with our business leaders like Shane to make sure that we're meeting their target and that we don't have any failures. It's always a throwdown, as we say in the South, when you're saying, okay, this application can never go down. And how do you do maintenance? How do you ensure the databases and things are backed up? How do you ensure that the feeds go through so that Shane, from his business world experience, never experiences an outage. And again, I can be very demanding and, and ensuring that we've got that infrastructure in place to be able to meet those needs.
1: Now, uh, when it comes to you, Shane, would you recommend uh, the mindset, uh, whatever the business needs to have so that when technology does want to help you help them help yourself, is that mindset that already prevailed or would you say that you would do something differently in the way you handled the technology counterpart so that they could better serve you for the I next initiative?
3: I don't know that, uh, you know, we've got a framework uh, that, that works pretty well. And so I wouldn't hesitate one bit uh, if there is another idea and we actually May have a couple of other ideas for applications that that we would like to do that that uh, gets more information about colleges and universities in the hands of students and parents who are making selections about college and making decisions about college and so we're always looking for ways uh, by which we can ha- enhance the information uh, you know that we put out there for parents and students and for the institutions themselves and so Uh, I wouldn't hesitate, and and I can't think of, you know, I've kind of been sitting here thinking about anything that we would have done differently, Uh, and I really don't know, uh, you know, what that would be, uh, because we did have such uh, a great experience in working through the process. Yeah, there, there are days when you would ask, you know, is it ready yet, and I'm kind of that kid in the back seat riding with mom and dad on a trip saying, are we there yet, but uh, so you, I did have to, you know, understand that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, but, but I think through our experience and working through the various processes, uh, our staff, uh, learned a lot, uh, and, and, in terms of the process you got to go through to do these things. But, uh, I think overall, uh, it couldn't have been any better from our standpoint, uh, of working with, with the team and getting, you know, the end goal done.
1: All right. 30 seconds for you, Claire. If you can offer two to three very – the top most advice that you can offer to your counterparts in other organizations, government or uh, private public uh, companies where they are trying to adopt mobility, they have got business stakeholders, and you want to make them successful.
4: Well,
2: first and foremost, recognize the, the public that you're serving and make sure that you understand the types of device and infrastructure needs that you've got to have in place to have a very successful mobile platform. Be ready to find that dream team. That dream team has to be agile. They have to be ready to go. They have to be imaginative and thinking out of the box. And you've got to create that environment that frees them to do so. In our world, we used a public-private partnership so that we can create that attitude that we can do anything. Let's work together. And we also try to find those innovative thought leaders like Shane that think, hey, I'm open to doing something different. Let's try and see what can we do to improve the delivery of this information to our students so that we can change lives for our Kansans. And having that dream team, that vision, the combination of Shane wanting to make that difference, Shane and others wanting to make that difference, and then having that technical team that says, yes, we can get that done, and we're not afraid of the deadlines. And we're also ready with the tools that we have in place. So it really takes a lot of thought leadership. It takes working together and ensuring that we've all got that attitude of we need to make a difference, and we're going to do everything we can to do so. On behalf of the
1: show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, uh, both Claire and Shane, for sharing your thoughts and also your journey with respect to how uh, the state of Arkansas was able to build an easier path to the financial aid and used mobility for the same.
3: Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to share the story.
2: It was a great time, and we always appreciate getting our message out. And this is Say Go Month, so it's right in time with what Shane has been talking about all month long.
1: Great. And uh, thank you so much again. Listeners, please like us on Facebook, uh, search for CIO Talk Radio, and also follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sancho all your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.
3: Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Join Sunjogal next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific for another hour of CIO Talk Radio.
5: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by Citrix, Offering go-to assist. Remote support made
1: easy.
4: The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google lead the charge portal.
0: CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by LexisNexis Litigation Solutions and Siemens Smart Grid.